It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Good morning, everyone. Coach Chris Cotton here from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching, where I work hard to support your auto repair shop success. As you get into today's episode, you may know someone in your network who can benefit from today's topic. So please take time to share personally or through your social network. If you have an idea for a show topic or just want to talk, feel free to get with me at chris at autofixsos.com. Let's get started with episode 83, Leadership Gold, chapter 12. Your biggest mistake is not asking what mistake you're making. All right, everybody. This chapter starts off with ignorance isn't bliss. You know, when you're young and idealistic, everybody thinks they can lead better than many of the people who've led before you. I know that's how a lot of young independent auto repair shop owners get into this line of work as far as it being an ownership because they work for leadership that may be weak or, or maybe the greatest leadership in the world, but you guys think you can do it better. And that's fine. Maybe you can, maybe you can't. But a lot of times, some people learn that maybe they can't do it better. Let's continue with ignorance isn't bliss. When you're young, you're positive, aggressive, optimistic, and most often totally naive. For me personally, I usually took for granted that everything was fine. And I didn't look for problems because I didn't expect to have any. I thought everything was puppy dogs, rainbows, everything was great. And so the result of that is I got blindsided. Whenever that occurred, I was bewildered. How could such a thing happen? I would wonder like, okay, how could that possibly have made it that way? I gave little thought to what might go wrong. I assumed that the right way would be mistake free and did not acknowledge mistakes I made to myself or others. I was not learning from my mistakes. Um, I was not helping others by teaching lessons learned from my mistakes. That's a big thing. I coach you, you coach your employees. Coaching is an ever-growing concept and process, and you just keep moving on. Keep coaching your people. And for me personally, I realized if I wanted to become a better leader, I'd have to change, and I would have to stop making the mistake of not asking what mistakes I was making. Oftentimes, you create this recipe for successful failure, right? No one ever sized up people more accurately than the person who invented the pencil eraser. Everyone makes mistakes, large and small, And to get maximum attention, make a big mistake. To cause maximum damage, fail to admit it. Um, That will keep you from growing as a leader. When it comes to success, though, it's not the number of mistakes you make. It's the number of times you make the same mistake. Make it once, learn from it, move on. Don't make the same mistake several times. If you want to learn to fail successfully and handle the mistakes you do make with maximum profit, then you need to do the following five things. Number one, admit your own mistakes and weaknesses. The first step toward anticipating mistakes and learning from the ones you do make is to take a realistic look at yourself and admit your weaknesses. You cannot improve as a leader if you're too busy trying to pretend you're perfect. Former U.S. Navy Captain Michael Abershoff writes in his book, It's Your Ship. In the book, he says, Whenever I could not get the results I wanted, I swallowed my temper and turned inward to see if I was part of the problem. I asked myself these three questions. Did I clearly articulate the goals? Did I give people enough time and resources to accomplish the tasks? Did I give them enough training? And once I asked those questions, I discovered that 90% of the time, I was at least as much a part of the problem as many people were. Admitting our failures and taking responsibility for them will allow us to go to the next step. This is a pretty good book. If you're interested in it, I'll give you the title again. The person's name was uh, United States Navy Captain Michael Abershoff, and the book's called It's Your Ship. I have another quote later by him. Number two, accept mistakes as the price of progress. 
Joyce Brothers says the person interested in success has to learn to view failure as a healthy, inevitable part of the process of getting to the top. Nothing is perfect in this life, and that includes you. You'd better start getting used to it if you want to move forward. You know, you're going to make mistakes. Everybody make mistakes. If you want to reach your potential as a leader, though, expect to fail and expect to make mistakes. Number three, insist on learning from your mistakes. There are two common responses people have concerning failure. Um, One person hesitates because they feel inferior. The other is busy making mistakes, learning from them and becoming superior. People either run from mistakes and hurt themselves or they learn from them and help themselves. People who try to avoid failure at all costs never learn and end up repeating the same mistakes over and over again. But those who are willing to learn from their failures never have to repeat them again. There was an author, William Saroyan, said, Good people are good because they have come to wisdom through failure. We get very little wisdom from success. If you're in leadership, think about science and what it took to make the light bulb. In science, mistakes always precede the discovery of truth. AutoLeap is a cloud-based, all-in-one auto repair software that helps to keep complete track of your business, from scheduling appointments to managing technicians to generating invoices. Supercharge your growth with AutoLeap. Customers that fully adopt AutoLeap see the following benefits in their first year. 30% revenue growth, with top customers seeing over 100% growth, 75% decrease in no-shows, allowing you to service more customers, three times increase in positive Google reviews, leading to stronger online presence, 50% time saved on administrative tasks, driving increase in operational efficiency. Do it all with AutoLeap. Key features and functions include estimates, invoices, scheduling, Google reviews, inspections, communication, QuickBooks, reporting. Get in touch with AutoLeap to see how you can transform your auto repair shop. For a limited time, if you schedule a demo, sign up with AutoLeap and they will waive the $250 implementation fee. Number four, ask yourself and others, what are we missing? What is going on in this process that we're missing and we could be doing better? Some people expect nothing but trouble. They're pessimistic, so they don't bother to look for anything good. Others, and I am like the eternal optimist, have a natural tendency to assume that everything is good, but either kind of thinking can hurt a leader if you swing one way or the other. It's easy to make decisions based on what we know, but there are always things we don't know. It's easy to choose a direction based on what we see, but what don't we see? Um, Reading between the lines is essential for good leadership. We're most likely to do that when we ask the question, what are we missing? What have we not thought of that can bite us? The value of asking what are we missing is that it causes everyone to stop and think. Many people can see what's obvious. Very few people can see what isn't there. Asking tough questions causes people to think differently. Not asking questions is to assume that a project is potentially perfect and that if it's handled with care, there will be no problems. That simply isn't reality. That's one of the reasons why I love to ask the question when I'm in a coaching session And what else? What are your other thoughts on this topic? And even when I think the client's exhausted that, I still ask them that same question. And I just leave the uncomfortable silence in there. Because if I do, somebody will usually always fill it as long as I'm not the first one to do it. And if I ask that question, and what else? And tell me more. People will come up with more. They'll dig a little bit deeper. And so again, ask the question, what are we missing? Let them tell you and then ask them, and what else? Number five, give the people around you permission to push back. Fear of making mistakes keeps many individuals from reaching their potential. 
and fear of being honest with leaders about the potential problems that a course of action might bring has hurt many teams. The best leaders invite the opinions of the people on their teams. Um, When leaders don't get input from others on their team, it can lead to disaster. Again, the Navy Captain Michael Abershoff uh, talks about this problem in It's Your Ship, and he writes, this is, I'm going to read this from as an excerpt from the book, okay? The moment I heard about it, the tragic sinking of a Japanese fishing boat off Honolulu by the submarine USS Greenville, I was reminded that, as is often the case with accidents, someone senses possible danger but doesn't necessarily speak up. As the Greenville investigation unfolded, I read in a New York Times article that the submarine's crew respected the commanding officer too much to question his judgment. If that's respect, then I want none of it. You need to have people in your organization that can tap you on your shoulder and say, is this the best way? Or slow down or think about this? Or is what we're doing worth killing or injuring somebody? History records countless incidents in which ship captains or organization managers permitted a climate of intimidation to pervade the workplace, silencing subordinates whose warnings could have prevented disaster. Even when the reluctance to speak up stems from admiration for the commanding officer's skill and experience, a climate to question decisions must be created in order to foster double-checking. So I'm going to ask you right now, are you a shop owner? Are you an individual that rules your shop by fear and you want everybody quaking? That's not the best way to run your shop. You have to have an open line of communication. The communication issues in our shops create 99% of our issues, either the lack of communication or the wrong communication and things like that. Many good minds working together are always better than one working alone. I want people to tell me on the front end, not after it's too late for their advice to help. Pushback before a decision is made is never disloyalty, never, ever. However, questioning the decision after it's made is not what I consider to be good teamwork. If you lead people, then you need to give them permission to ask hard questions and push back against your ideas. That permission must be given to others by the leader. Too often, leaders would rather have followers who turn a blind eye instead of ones who speak with a blunt tongue. But if all is quiet when decisions are being considered, it probably won't be quiet after it plays out, right? Like there would be plenty of people pointing fingers elsewhere and saying, it wasn't me, it wasn't me because, and then you ask, well, why didn't you speak up? And it's out of fear. For the application exercises for this chapter, what is your attitude toward mistakes? Are you an optimist, a pessimist, or a realist? An optimist is afraid to look for possible problems. A pessimist is convinced there will be nothing but problems. Neither of these attitudes is beneficial. You must strive to be realistic. As you work this week, ask yourself, your colleagues and your subordinates, what could go wrong? And two, what are we missing? And then third from Coach Chris is, and tell me more, or what else is there? Number two, are you owning up to your mistakes? Are your mistakes friends or enemies? The proof that leaders have embraced their mistakes and made them their friends can be determined by how often they make and admit them. Ask people who work with you to grade you on a scale of one, reluctant to 10, dedicated, regarding how willingly you own up to your mistakes. If your score is below an eight, you need to put more effort into admitting your weaknesses to other people, owning up to your mistakes and learning from them and embracing failure as a part of success. For me personally, I want to know what happened in order to fix it. But at that point, I don't care to take blame. I just want to fix that problem and move on to the next one. Things pop up at me all day and I just knock one down and go to the next, knock one down and go to the next. I don't spend any time 
reminiscing on it. Typically, I don't lose any sleep on it. I just knock them down and move on. Now, hopefully I can remember ones that need to be reflected on. This is just a character trait for me. Some people love it. Some people hate it. You know, Kimberly, when we're talking sometimes there's, you know, we'll be going over stuff and I'll be like, okay, we've got that handled. We fixed it. We've learned from it. Let's move on. Let's go on to the next problem. Let's don't worry about that anymore. Let's keep kicking and moving on. Uh, Number three in the application exercises, are you getting the best ideas from your subordinates? How often do you ask the people you lead to give you their opinions on issues? How often do you include them in the information gathering and decision making processes? As the leader, you ultimately have the responsibility for making final decisions. The buck stops with you. However, if you're not making the most of the ideas and experiences of your people, you're limiting your leadership effectiveness. Start asking for the opinion of others immediately. And finally, for this week, the mentoring moment. If you are an immediate supervisor of the people you're mentoring and they aren't taking risks and making mistakes, then you may be part of the problem. As a mentoring leader, you need to create an environment where mistakes are not only allowed, but they're encouraged and accepted as the price of progress. Create space for mistakes with the people you're mentoring. Identify areas where you want them to experiment or take risks and give them an allowance for mistakes. Set an appointment for the future to meet with them to evaluate how it's changed their leadership. I talked about this earlier, but I think I want to speak to it a little bit more. If you're having a coaching session or if, uh, say, you're gone, say you're playing golf, something's going on, you're away from the shop, you're away from your business, you come back and something was handled incorrectly, but it got handled. This goes back to the last one about the 80-20 rule. Somebody made a decision, they stuck to it, the problem got handled. Talk to that person and coach them through the process. Be like, okay, what was the original complaint or what was the original issue? This is how you handled it. And then say, hey, thank you for handling that for me. And thank you for handling that for the company. Here's how I would have handled it in that situation. I'm not saying what you did was wrong. Again, thank you so much for taking care of that customer or whatever and moving on to the next problem. But again, here's what I would have done in that situation. And then maybe moving forward, that's how I would like it handled in this situation. Or you can be like, hey, you know what? That's how you handled it. This is how I would have handled it. But again, you got it taken care of. Okay. The main thing is, is the issue's been resolved. Everybody's happy and we've moved on. Hey, this has been Coach Chris Cotton from AutoFix Auto Shop Coaching. If you find yourself struggling in your auto repair business or have a feeling like you don't know what you don't know, but you're eager to learn and grow your business, then please feel free to reach out to me, chris at autofixsos.com or call me at 940-400-1008. Time to rise and grind, everybody. You've been listening to The Weekly Blitz with Coach Chris Cotton on the aftermarketradionetwork.com. Follow Chris on your favorite podcast listening app. Let him know what you'd like him to cover. His email is in the show notes. Chris is all for advancing the aftermarket.